Welcome to the Man Up God's Way podcast, a show that dives into the real, raw, and relevant issues for men in their faith, life, and community. Now, your host, Jody Birkin. Thank you guys for joining us today. My name is Jody Burkeen. I'm the founder of Man Up God's Way Men's Ministry and uh, the host of the Man Up God's Way podcast. And today is a one-on-one with Ryan Beck from Pray.com. I'm excited to have him as my guest. Ryan, how are you doing today, brother? I'm doing great. Thank you, Jody, for having me. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Well, glad you could join us today. And uh, again, folks, this is uh, one of our one-on-one episodes Uh, When I get an opportunity just to sit down one-on-one with a guest that has something that uh, ties into our Christian faith and to um, our growing uh, as Christians. And so uh, Ryan is uh, one of the co-founders of Pray.com. It's an app that um, is, and I'll let him tell about it, but I've been uh, on it for a little bit and uh, checking him out. But first of all, before he gets into the app, uh, Ryan, what I'd really like to do is just uh, let everybody hear your story. Um, we always teach people to have a two-minute, a 10-minute, and a 45-minute version of their testimony ready, uh, because that's sometimes the best opportunity that they get to share uh, Jesus Christ. They may not know the Bible. They may not know the gospel really well, but they heard the gospel. The Holy Spirit changed their life, and um, that's where they are today. So if you get, could just uh, give us uh, your testimony and uh, you can start back as far as you want, and you can give as much detail as you want. All right. Sounds good. Should I aim for the two or the 10? Yeah, go the for the 10. Uh, you, it's up to you, brother. We, we got all the time in the world here. All right. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I think that I will go back to the very beginning. Perfect. So um, my mom raised me as a single mom. I was born in a town called Norwalk, California, which is South L.A. And uh, I was very fortunate to have a mom that had the foresight to want to give me opportunities that she didn't have. And so Norwalk was not the best of environments for, uh, for her growing up. She mm-hmm. came from a very poor family. Uh, and um, you know, you're talking like shack with cockroaches. It was not pleasant. Wow. But you know what? She did, she did as the best she could with what she was dealt. And we weren't raised particularly religious. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did go to the local preschool, which was a Lutheran preschool. Um, and later on, my grandma, who we lived with, my nana, uh, she, faith became more and more important in her life. Right. And that, that's going to be more and more important to my story as well. And so we, we get an opportunity when I'm about five, five years old to move up to Thousand Oaks, California, which is on the north end of L.A. County. And it's actually in Ventura County. And it's, if you, if you know anything about the rankings of the safest places in the, in the country, Thousand Oaks is top five, usually every year, top 10. <laughs> it's a great place. It's the suburbs. Right. And so my mom has an opportunity to move in with her uh, sister. And so we move up there, we got a little room and she sees this as an opportunity to give me opportunities that she didn't have. Mm. Great school systems and, and all that. And so uh, she does what she can to get by to keep us in the area. And she does. Um, 
go go to school out there and uh, part of extracurricular activities during elementary school. I'm playing basketball, I'm playing sports. I'm I'm doing great. I'm thriving in this in, environment. Uh, and she's doing she's working hard. You know, That's full great. day's work and then doing everything she can just to to keep me doing well at school. Well, uh, that worked well in elementary and even part of junior high uh, because uh, there were a lot of uh, aids that she got from state and federal mm-hmm. government for after school care for kids in that right. in that age range. But come, you know, eighth, eighth grade. Um, those those uh, opportunities weren't there anymore and they weren't and we were in a low income area and so all the kids in my area now were we have no after school supervision basically right we're all we're all products of single mothers right now uh, broken families and our single moms are doing the best they can to raise us but you get all these kids mostly boys unsupervised in eighth grade trying to figure out how to be men in the world Right. And well, boys, as you know, they don't make the best of decisions generally when they're in groups. Uh, And that was not any exception to us. So we made some dumb decisions. We got involved in, you know, smoking pot. It started off with and, and, you know, hanging out with some local gang members, even though it was a a nice area. It's still uh, Southern California and it's still a relatively bigger city. And so there's still some crime that happens and there's some gangs. And so we started getting, started hanging out with that crowd. Well, fast forward through high school, um, I uh, started getting more involved in this culture, this gang and drug culture. Mm. And I ended up getting arrested. Um, actually, uh, got kicked out previously in high school, sent, uh, uh, sent to a, what's called a continuation school. And, uh, but then I made it back to the main high school. And then I got, um, then I got arrested actually out of high school uh, because mm. of a fight. And so I was just making bad decision after bad decision. And um, eventually I end up, you know, graduating. I, you know, I graduated high school, but I started getting into selling drugs. Mm. And um, yeah, mind you, not involved in any faith community at all. My mom's not. She's doing what she can to get by. And uh, I end up getting arrested when I'm 18 years old and I go into jail for sales of sales and transportation of narcotics and things were actually going to plan. I was hanging out with rough people and doing (laughs) rough things and I was about to be even tougher. You know, Uh, that's just the environment that you in. So I wasn't, I wasn't off course according to the plans that I had. Uh, I was perfectly on course. They weren't very good plans, but I was on course. And I get there and I'm this young guy who thinks he's, I'm not a big guy, I'm five, seven. I think I'm tougher than I am. And, but I was very fortunate to have some people that uh, in jail came around me and what are you doing? What are you doing? You, you, you actually, you can do something with yourself. You don't have to go down this path. And someone put it to me like this. You can be a big shot in the golf course or a big shot in the pen. And when he said that, I said, well, that sounds pretty dumb to be a big shot in the pen. I don't play right. golf, but I get the point. And right. so I, um, through other people just ministering to me with scripture saying, hey, read this, check out this, research this in the Bible. So I started reading the Bible more. And I remember one night praying to God and saying, you know, God, if uh, I don't, I don't really know about this whole Jesus thing. I don't, I don't believe that 
you know, I, I don't believe in him. My heart's hard. And those were my words. Right. And those are very Christian words. Uh, but those were my words that night. Right. And I remember waking up and I just had this profound confidence that Jesus was the one I'm supposed to follow. Can't explain it except for I just knew that Jesus right. was real and he is the one I'm supposed to follow. And I knew things had to change in my life. I didn't know exactly what that meant, but I knew I needed to probably start developing new friendships. Mm. Well, I actually got out about two to three weeks later. Um, and I had some friends that, you know, we were all doing the same thing. I went right back to that, those friends because that's what I knew. And that's how people who go to jail end up back in jail. Is that right. You go back to the same environment. Nothing changes when you get out. You may have changed, but the world didn't change. Was, it's waiting still for the you. Same. Yeah. And, and it conforms you. And so I was very fortunate. God was working different plants. Mm. And he, my neighbor next to me, he was stirring on her heart to reach out to me. And she was, she was my mother's age. And she was, she saw the whole thing develop the, the rate of my, my apartment and the people that I was hanging out with. So she was a, a little hesitant to communicate right. with me, but God stirred it on her heart to just invite me to church, simple gesture. Mm. And she did. And I said, you know what? I'd love to go. And so I ended up going to a church called Calvary Chapel Thousand Oaks. Um, and the, the local pastor there, Pastor Rob, who would later become very influential in just helping me develop my, my kind of uh, new framework, a new way of looking at the right. world. Um, and so I started attending there. And then God would bring in other people around, uh, uh, around me to invite me to church. So one of my friends who was doing the same things, I, he got saved and he invited me to his church. It was a Victory Outreach Church in Simi wow. Valley, California. And it's a little different, very Pentecostal there. Um, and then my one of my old friends from uh, high school, she invited me to her Catholic and it was like a Pentecostal Catholic, um, but just very, just, just amazing, great. amazing believers there. And so I was developing new friendships and I was surrounding myself with different mm. counsel. And, um, you know, fortunately I was able to start making these new friendships and these new inroads into faith. And I started getting involved at the local church. They saw that. They said, hey, um, why don't you think about going to Bible college? We'll, we'll sponsor part of it. You have to pay the other part. So I said, sounds good. I ain't got nothing else to do. I'm going to the community college, you know, and I know I need to get an education because I was a knucklehead in high school. So um, uh, I ended up going to Bible college. And really for me, uh, most people go there to train to become in the ministry. And so I right. did that. But it was it was much more than that for me. It was is foundational, mm, and so right. yeah, and so I, I got to lay down this kind of biblical foundation, this big biblical worldview of how how am I supposed right. to love God and love my neighbor? Like, mm. How is that supposed to be practical in my life? And so I did that. Uh, went there, and a lot of friends were like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna be God's calling me to become a pastor." I never got that calling, but I pursued <laughs> you know I pursued the work in the ministry. That was part of the deal. I'd go right. and work in the ministry afterwards for uh, some time. So I did that. And I realized becoming a minister or a pastor, not for me. Um, love the church and love being a part of that. But that wasn't my calling. And God opened up other doors for me. Uh, and I finished up my, uh, let's call it a secular education mm -hmm. at Calvin College, where I got a, a bachelor's degree in computer science uh, and philosophy. I love philosophy, 
but it doesn't pay the bills. So when I retire, <laughs> I got some, I got something in the quiver, but computer science pays the bills. But the one thing about having a computer science degree in, in this time, it, you know, jobs are abundant, except for if you have a felony on your record for selling narcotics. Mm. Um, so I couldn't get a job at Starbucks, Taco Bell. I, <laughs> I was, wow. it, it's tough. It's a real thing. Right. Um, yeah, it is. And, um, and so I was, I was applying for these jobs. I'd get far in the interviews and then they would, you know, ask that one question and, you know, I'm going to be honest on it. And they, I would, I would either get no thank you or no callback or anything is, you know, wow. so that's, but I was very fortunate to um, work at a company called Mission India, a nonprofit, a mm. faith organization that understood the grace of God and how he works in people's lives to transform them. And Great so they job. gave me, they gave me a shot. And so I got to put my computer science skills to work for uh, an amazing purpose. So I, uh, that was actually very pivotal in me understanding how I can take these skills that God has um, entrusted to me, who, who's mm -hmm. given me these opportunities to build these very practical skills. Uh, how can I use them in a purposeful way? And I right. got to do it in a way that really impacted people's lives. Mission India does great work in India and also the greater Asia area doing uh, mm. secular philanthropic effort, efforts, like helping people start their own businesses, women right. with literacy and business development skills, and also uh, faith-oriented uh, philanthropic efforts, mm. and such as church planting, raising up pastors, and things like that. So I got to do just tremendous work for them, um, and it's very practical. You know, uh, right. if I were to describe what I did, you'd be like, ah, you know, but <laughs> the impact I was having was much more than just writing code. Right. And so that kind of fast forwards me to my interaction, my encounter with an old friend called Steve Gatina. He is the CEO of Pray.com, one of the co-founders um, and my business partner here at Pray.com. And we went to junior high and high school together. Okay. Now, in high school, he went the all-American route. He went to USC, played for Pete Carroll, won a won a Rose Bowl. I went the all I went the America's Most Wanted route, and so we kind of we kind of diverged. That's great. Um, but we were friends, and we knew each other. And I ran into him um, here in uh, in town, and we're just catching up. Hey, how, how are things going? I was thinking about um, transitioning uh, with a, a a deeper interaction with uh, Mission India. Mm -hmm. um, or pursuing something else. I was going to either move to Michigan and interact there and help them build out right. their local engineering team, or I was going to pursue something here in, in California. Uh, I was also dating my wonderful wife at that time, who is from Southern California. So the prospects of moving to Michigan were not all that appealing not to her. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, but she would, she helped me through, through prayer and, and just seeking the, you know, the counsel of the Lord and where should we go? Um, and, and then God brings in this new opportunity. And so uh, I ended up talking with Steve and uh, Mike and Matt, who are also my co-founders here at Pray.com. And we decided in 2016, let's do something with Pray.com. And it started off, uh, you know, just a bunch of ideas. But really the, the catalyst was Steve envisioned this, this ESPN for faith. Right. Like I'm trying to find faith content. He wasn't a believer at this time and he had a tragedy that hit his life. And he's like, I'm just trying to like, I got a friend that sent me a, a um, podcast from this pastor and it really rocked my world. It really helped me during the time. 
and I can't find this content. How can I find where there should be a place where I can go to find this content? And I don't have to sift through all the YouTube videos or all the social media posts. Right. It's just for faith. It's it's a huge niche, even though it's a niche, it's huge. Um, and so uh, that was kind of the catalyst. And we kind of refined it from there. And we we knew that we wanted to do something positive, wanted to help people leave a legacy of helping others and help people grow their faith and cultivate the community. And so we've been able to put that into practice uh, with the application that we have uh, pray.com where we get to we get to deliver amazing biblical content to Christians all around the world uh, such as James Earl Jones reads the Bible mm-hmm. uh, we get to partner with amazing uh, pastors such as Dr. Tony Evans Pastor Jack Graham and so many others and different celebrities like Drew Brees or Lecrae uh, and so we just got this this huge opportunity but it's also a huge responsibility for right. us to do something incredible for the kingdom and to really help help Christians all across the world grow their faith and cultivate community. Mm. And so that's kind of the summary, the snippet of uh, pray.com and, and my testimony and how it leads to, to that point. That's awesome. What an amazing testimony. I'm sitting here thinking like, you know, how many people didn't have the opportunity? You know, I, I've met quite a few people and, you know, who came from prison. And a lot of times mm-hmm. in prison, you know, they're, they're really the only thing they had to do is either exercise or read. And you, you kind of get to this place where you're either, you know, somebody's going to encourage you to read the Bible or all you're going to do is exercise. So you either come out physically strong or spiritually strong. But a lot of times, like what you said is you may have changed in prison, but you didn't, the, the world hasn't changed. And if you don't change your surrounding and your mindset and your friends, a lot of times, you'll end up back in that same situation. And so when you said that if it weren't for a, a lady living next door to you, uh, you know, that invited you to church or your, you know, pastor, is it Rob or Ron? Rob. Uh, Rob. So pastor Rob, who took you under his wing, you know, where would you have been? And uh, I, I love that story that, you know, it shows one that you need church and two that you need somebody to come alongside of you to help you grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. And mm-hmm. if you hadn't have grown like that, would you be where you are today? And I can imagine that you probably thought of those, you know, like, where would I be if I didn't just go to church or, or possibly, but obviously God's sovereignty would have put you where you were supposed to be eventually. Um, mm-hmm. But I always, I always look at, you know, people who don't take that serious, you know, they hear the gospel message, they give their life to the Lord and it, it's kind of like the parable of the sower and the seed. Um, you know, they they hear the word of the uh, hear the word of the Lord, but then you know they sprout up for just a minute, but they never rooted, and uh, the winds take them away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I hate that you know other people don't get as grounded and and uh, determined as you. And I'm glad that you did because look at where you are now. Um, and so. Yeah. Thank, uh, you thank you know you. Pastor Rob's still alive. I'm glad he he did exactly what he did because that's what that's what they're supposed to do. I'm also a pastor too, uh, a lead pastor of a church. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's paramount that we understand what discipleship is because a lot of people hear the gospel, but they don't necessarily aren't grown and rooted into the gospel, uh, like they should be. And so uh, I love that part of your story because that kind of, if you look back on that, it, 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 it changed the whole trajectory of your life. And, um, and into where you are today so i think that's really yeah. cool that's yeah, really cool uh, i mean that's the uh 
that's the opportunity we get as Christians, right? It's uh, it comes down to the the two two great commandments: love God and love the neighbor, right? Amen. And that's that's how we love each other is we we invest in each other's lives. Um, I'm very fortunate. I pray we get to do that at a grand scale, but it's with people that we get to partner with. We partner with some amazing people that are doing this one-on-one at churches and we get to amplify their work. Um, And so it's really that faithfulness that uh, we invest in each other and we get to live out the gospel message in our Mm day-to-day actions. That's good. That's good. Well, let's jump into, I, lo- I love your testimony. I love to hear, you know, people's story about Jesus, you know, coming into their life and, you know, wrecking it in a good way and, and bringing them into a place of, uh, of salvation and sanctification. Uh, it, it's awesome to hear that. So let's jump into the app uh, now. So I noticed that you have a bunch of pastors that are a part of the app. How do you guys, uh, and and maybe it's in your statement of faith. I, I didn't get a chance to read that. Uh, but uh, how do you guys vet the pastors that are going to be on pray.com? So, you know, we don't really have a statement of faith and this is because okay. we're not a church. We're, okay. we're a for-profit company. And so we work with, uh, broadly speaking, Christian pastors and Christian leaders and not just all pastors. Some of them are just leaders and some of them are business leaders. And we work with all sorts, all stripes. Uh, to help them grow their ministry. And really what we look at is is the impact they're making on individuals' lives to help them grow in their faith and cultivate community. That's our mission. And we want to align, make sure that the p- people we bring on uh, fit within that mission. Okay. So, you, I mean, you don't necessarily look at their their background or their denomination or their faith or anything like that. It's just, if you if you see that they're making an impact yeah, so we're, I mean, we're going to stick within the, the confines of the law, uh, mm-hmm. and we're also going to make sure that they're, they're Christian. Uh, so right. the, that's the audience that we speak of. And that Good. may not be a, um, you know, you may find somebody on there that is like, oh, I don't, you know, necessarily uh, agree with them. Uh, but we, we are trying not to be the dictators of, of the content. We're more like a Spotify or a a YouTube where anyone from any background uh, can come on as long as you identify as Christian to actually speak uh, on our platform. And so it's it's not so much where we're you know we're we're true believers in freedom of speech, but we also know it's a Christian platform too. And so we're not trying to actually um, be the arbiters of of truth in that sense. That's great. Okay. Yeah. I just, I, I was looking at, you know, your list of uh, pastors that, you know, that show up on the, on the website and um, uh, within the, within the app. And I was just wondering how you guys did that. I didn't know if that was part of the, you know, if you guys were um, with the gatekeeper, so to speak, trying to, you know, figure out who was going to be on, who wasn't. Um, so let's say that, you know, I'm a pastor and what if I wanted to be on the app, what do I need to do to, to be able to get on the app? Um, well, there's uh, a couple, depending on the type of agreement that you would want to engage with us on, uh, we have different, different tiers. So a lot of, a lot of the leaders that we work with come to us to get a lot of reach because we mm-hmm. are very good about getting Christian audience. And so they come to us to help grow their digital ministry. So a lot of the, a lot of the leaders that we work with are are either growing their current digital ministry 
or they're looking to go digital in a in a in a more broad way a lot of churches may have a local digital ministry but it's not really a uh, nationwide and so we're really good at helping people helping churches come on and build a nationwide or even global digital audience and so we have a couple tiers that we help people do that with we have a radio tier and then we have a television tier where people can come on and they get slots dedicated slots on those um those uh programming uh, stations. And so that gives you audience for those certain periods. And so we will be able to promote them, get them in, say it's like a radio slot. You buy a 30 minute radio slot every Tuesday at 12 o'clock, you come on, uh, just like if you would, if you've heard of Salem, so you do something like that, but we do it in a digital way. So we're purely digital medium. We don't have, you know, the, the radio towers right. or anything like that. We're, we're built for the, yeah, I'd say the next 20 years. Right. right so, exactly. Yeah. That's and good. So, yeah, you could do that at different tiers. And sometimes people just want a profile on pray.com. So they partner with us. They're like, Hey, I don't want to pay to get on the radio or the TV. I just want to have a profile and have my content available. And okay. so uh, they can do that where it's a, a little bit lighter of a lift. Maybe they're testing the waters in the digital space. So those are the kind of three tiers that we help uh, ministries grow their digital ministry. Okay. That's cool. So, so for an example, if I were to take over a radio spot and um, I had a weekly, um, a weekly format or whatever. Now, when, when I do that, does it have, does it go to uh, how many uh, subscribers do you guys have? So we have uh, millions of audience monthly, and then we have hundreds of thousands of uh, subscribers. And so our subscribers are paid. And then we have right. just our general audience, uh, which is reaches into the uh, single digit millions. Wow. Holy yeah. cow, that's good. I, f- I forgot to mention one thing that we just did. And um, we're, I'm, I'm very excited about it. I don't know why it skipped my mind, but it has to do with uh, podcasts in this regard. So unless you're uh, a Joel Osteen or a Joyce Meyer, your podcast in the face space, they're, they're not hitting the, tr- or, or, or you have uh, the Bible in the year with, um, with uh, Father Mike, Father, what's his uh, face? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those are the three podcasts, except for there's a uh, there's a new one with Bible in the Year with Jack Graham, and right. so we partnered with him to make this Bible in the Year podcast. And so we're partnering with these ministries to make these amazing podcasts um, because we have an incredible where we shine is tech, marketing, and and uh, content or media. Right. So that's where we shine. And we shine at the intersection of that for faith. And so we can help you build uh, incredible podcasts. We can help get your current content in front of people. That's where the audience part comes in. Um, and we have the technical infrastructure to help you do all of that, to manage your digital ministry on the back end as well. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I, I was going to ask if you guys did podcast, because if you're in the radio sector so to speak i mean that's basically podcast on the internet anyway so so yeah. to an extent so yeah. yeah well just to give you a little perspective the bible in a year with jack graham does um over a hundred thousand hundred and fifty thousand downloads a day holy cow yeah wow. so it's a, it's a big podcast and it's doing great and uh we just look forward to doing more with other we have some coming out uh that are going to be pretty amazing that's awesome well, congratulations on that. That'll be, I have to, I have to be watching that as ours grow big time. 
Yeah, our our podcast is, uh, you know, we're Facebook is obviously uh, and YouTube as well has uh, shadow banned most of our stuff, you know, just because gotcha. we do we do go after, you know, social and cultural issues with a biblical bent. And, um, you know, some of our guests that are on are, um, you know, kind of in that same genre, so to speak. And uh, it's one of those things that. Facebook, I mean, with 866,000 followers, we still have limited reach on those 866, much less anybody knew. And so anytime gotcha. we do a video or link or anything, man, they just kill us. You know, for a 30-day period, if we just do memes and pictures and, you know, maybe some text, uh, we can get anywhere from five to seven million views um, or um, reach, so to speak. Uh, yeah. from those but the second we start adding video and audio and links and everything else it drops down I mean even right now it's still a million a million a month but yeah. uh, it, it they kill us uh, it's just so, so so bad you know they just make it no fun anymore used to yeah, we could be able to put a link yeah used to we could put a link out there and sell t-shirts and books and have a great time and do all that and it's no longer like that anymore so same thing same thing with you two so you guys, um, yeah. So, so when you, I said we're, we're, you know, much like YouTube, a platform minus that part. Minus that part. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's so, why we, you know, we're not trying to be the, the arbiters of truth. You know, we want right. to be a platform for Christians. And so, right. yeah. That's really good. So if I were to do one, it would go out to everybody and not a limited reach. Is that correct? Or if everybody you were to has, do a podcast. Yeah. With your following and things like okay. that. Yeah. Now Everybody. there's, you know, there's certain things that we will do to help you grow that reach. Uh, so that's where we, we shine. So, you know, you think of, think of something like Facebook or YouTube, right? They're, they, um, they're going to, or even Spotify, they're going to help certain people, the top tier of their people get in front of more people. Uh, right. They don't necessarily have uh, any business incentive uh, to help Christians. Christian pastors like yourself, uh, ours, that's why we, we look at ourselves as we're a platform for Christian audience. So we have a business incentive to get you in front of the Christian audience, because that's what our customers want, because they're your right. customers. Our customers are your customers. And so it's a, it's just a, a, a match made in heaven, right? So we get to, uh, um, really help, uh, align our business goals with your ministry goals. Uh, cause we are, like I said, we are a for-profit company. Okay. That's good. Yeah, that helps you out quite a bit. I meant um, not being a non-for-profit compared to being a for-profit. Uh, yeah. It helps you out, especially in the business side of it and uh, keeps you guys. I like that. I, I like that too many. I think a lot of um, ministry, so to speak, or parachurch ministries, I would consider yours like a parachurch ministry that, you know, want to go into the, the non-profit sector and it limits you on a, a lot of what you can and can't do. You know, when you have the uh, the, the business side of it, I mean, and you're a for-profit, um, you, you're, I, I, it makes more sense uh, to do something like what you're doing. So that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I like yeah. that. So the, the, the prayer side of it, um, I know that you guys have a daily devotion and daily prayer. And like, you know, when I signed up for the app, it, you know, it asked me, you know, how my prayer life was. And, um, you know, if, if I wanted to grow my prayer life and learn to meditate and different things like that, I, I, I like that. Can you tell me how that works as well? Yeah. So, uh, the daily prayer. So we have, 
a morning prayer, a noon prayer, and a nightly prayer. So if you log in the app, we'll have three of those at the top. And really what we're trying to do is we're trying to help people create a daily prayer habit. Mm. Now we define prayer uh, just like you would, but also we throw a little caveat on that because we think it, your, your, your faith life is more than just prayer, right? As Christians, we believe that. And so you go into the morning prayer, you'll get the morning prayer the first two minutes. Cool. But stay tuned. Jack Graham's going to take you through the Bible in a year. Now you can end your session there or you continue through the Bible in a year. So that's our morning prayer. Has your little bit of a two-minute prayer to open you up, uh, to inspire, your, inspire you today, connect to God, and then also learn from God with Jack Graham with the Bible in a year. All seamless. And the noon prayer, we help you. And it's... Uh, it's more about getting that kind of midday pick me up and midday meditation. Maybe you need to calm yourself. Maybe you need to reset, um, but all with scripture. And so that's the main thing that we provide. So when you come in and you get our original content, you know, you're going to learn the Bible. You're going to grow your faith. You're going to learn the Bible and you're going to grow with God. Mm, that's the nightly good. prayer helps you go to sleep though. So you get a morning <laughs> prayer and then we have a bedtime Bible story to put you to sleep. That's awesome. That is really yeah. good. I, I think that's probably lacking in most Christians' lives, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, one, they're biblically illiterate, and two, they don't spend enough time in prayer. You know, I think too many people are trying to get their faith from a, from a pastor or a Sunday morning, and it just doesn't, you know, it's like eating once a week. You're just eventually yeah. going to run out of energy and, and time and, and um, motivation. Yeah, and so that's actually one of the things that when I think about it, so I oversee the product and the engineering side of things. And so when I think about how can we best come alongside, I think of the story of Aaron and her uh, mm-hmm. helping hold up Moses's arms, right? Uh, right? So Joseph goes to battle against the Amalekites and Aaron or Moses says, hey, Joseph, you go fight the battle. I got these rebellious, you know, we just let them out of, uh, you know, we just let them out of Egypt. And everyone's rebelling against me. I don't know what to do, God. So he goes and God's like, trust me. And the Amalekites are on their heels. They're attacking them. And uh, Moses says to Joseph, you go fight the battle. I'm going to go up on this hill and I'm going to hold my staffs Mm. up. Well, Aaron and Ur come alongside Moses and they help hold his hands up right and you know right. the story right you're the right. pastor you know this, right? yeah. the the staff falls and the the battle's getting lost but then aaron raises his hands uh because aaron and are there to support him right and that's why i look at what we do with these ministries uh and that's what we do uh with uh christians we're there to help support you sunday to sunday your arms get tired it's hard to minister seven days a week but that's where we come in. We help you minister Sunday to Sunday. And so that's where a lot of these pastors are coming in. We got this great content. Um, who doesn't want to hear James Earl Jones read them right. the Bible, right? Um, and you get these lessons. And so that's really what we, we, we strive to do is really give people faith content, biblical faith content Sunday to Sunday. Because one time a week isn't enough, right? People right. Who, who meditate in a secular sense they, they start their day and that really mm-hmm. helps them. Well, we have something even stronger than meditation. We have prayer. It yeah. helps us not only reflect and calm ourselves, but also connect with God. Mm, and so, um, so we get to do that and we get to do it through scripture. 
the very first uh, audio Bible I ever bought was James Earl Jones doing the Bible. Oh my gosh, it was so cool. This was yeah. back in the day when you could buy a CD. Uh, I got saved yeah. uh, 20 years ago. I was 33 and gave my life to the Lord. And, and, um, and the very first, you know, I, I traveled a lot doing sales and, and sales and stuff like that. And I stick that, you know, DVD in, listen, or CD, listen to it, put a new one in and would try to go through the Bible. It was pretty cool. So he's yeah, got, I, same he's, here. He's, same here. You, yeah. I, w I was, uh, I was cleaning pools. And so I got, I got the, the James Earl Jones reads the Bible on CD and I would just Great. put it in while I was cleaning pools. And, you know, I just, uh, just let that, let the scripture kind of marinate in my yeah. mind as I was traveling. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's he's definitely got a cool voice, a soothing voice to, to listen to, but every now and then I'd hear Luke, I'm your father, you know, it'd be like, <laughs> like <laughs> all right, get back, get back on track. So, yeah, yeah. but yeah, that's really cool. Well, good. So what's coming, uh, coming down the pipe for pray.com anything, uh, other than you, you talked about the podcast and, um, it definitely would, I would love to, to maybe see how man up God's way could, uh, utilize the platform one of these days. And, yeah. um, what else do you have, uh, um, coming down the pipe? So nothing that I can speak to specifics. We like to, we like to surprise and delight, uh, but we have some great partnerships that we're working on with some, some really amazing people in the faith, uh, that, uh, we're getting close to. To closing some deals on and i think it's going to be pretty amazing what we're going to be releasing uh we're going to be releasing stuff for kids uh awesome for even more bedtime bible story stuff uh the bedtime bible stories it's so unique right because calm i don't know if you've heard of the app right. uh you know love the app yeah. and it's a it's a secular meditation app but it really helps you helps tons millions of people with sleep and mm -hmm. um well, that's content that they're helping you fall asleep too. Well, why not do that with scripture? Why can't right. you meditate with scripture to go to bed? Um, it's not, you know, it's not a, an right. anathema, right? You know, it's not right. like uh, you're dozing off for the word of the Lord in a negative sense. You're dozing off for the word of the Lord in a positive sense. Right, exactly. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited for some stuff we have launching there. So kids, be on the lookout for some of more bedtime stuff, more kids stuff meditations uh, christian meditations that we'll be launching uh, we have some some a pretty amazing content we're always making updates to the app always getting feedback from the uh the customers to understand how we can best serve them to grow their faith and cultivate community so we're always making there's always updates coming there but when it That's comes awesome. to the content side we have some amazing partnerships that we'll be releasing over the, the next three quarters that is great so two questions. Um, if I were wanting to partner with pray.com, how would I do that as a pastor and as a, a parachurch ministry leader? How would I get a hold of pray.com in order to do that? Yeah, so I'm gonna actually give you the um you can go to pray.com forward slash ministries. And okay. so that's how you would connect with us. And you just book a demo there. We'll, our team will reach out to you and uh We'll get you set up on a call to show you all the different opportunities that we have to help you grow your digital ministry. And so okay. that's really what, you know, think about us as how you can get out outside of your four walls and expand your global ministry, your digital okay. ministry. Great. All right. So what if I want to download the app? What, uh, what's the best way to do that? So you can go to pray.com or you can go to the app store on Apple 
or the Play Store on Google and just search Pray.com and uh, download the Pray.com app. We Great. keep the, the branding very simple, Pray.com. Pray.com. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So what does it cost? Um, is there a monthly uh, subscription fee? So tons of free content. So okay. you can use utilize the app and get tons of amazing content uh, across all the categories. Uh, our daily devotionals, our Bible and Yoga Jackram, all free. And then we do have premium content that you can subscribe to get. It's $7.99 a month or $49.99 a year. And um, you get James Earl Jones reads the Bible, more in-depth uh, stories of the Bible, uh, bed, more bedtime content. And so we just expand the, the content catalog that you would get. Uh, but there's tons of free stuff. And then you can also get that premium content if you want to subscribe. That is great. That is great. Well, we will uh, we will help you guys promote this. Um, I like it on my end. I think it's a, a great app to have and um, great use. I, I, I have not used the, uh, the night prayer thing yet, uh, you know, but I, I think that I can't wait for you to get the uh, the meditation, you know, especially at nighttime. That would be a really good way to go go to bed for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, brother, it's been a pleasure. Um, you, again, like I said, we'll help you promote this on our end. We've got uh, plenty of people that would love to see it, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get it out on our social media as well as uh, we'll have all the links inside um, uh, the podcast as well as uh, any clips that we do from there. So we'll help you guys promote it too. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Awesome. Well, brother, thank you so much, and you have a great day. It's good, nice meeting you, and I look forward to uh, hearing some good stuff out of you guys. All right. Thank you, Jody. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Ryan, be good, brother. You take it easy and have a great day. All right. Bye. Okay. You've been listening to the Man Up God's Way podcast. Visit us on Facebook, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and our website at manupgodsway.org.